0: Let's head on out to the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline. Dr. Paul Glatt, Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Check him out online at com. Let's get this show back on the rails, and let's get to some good conversation, because our guy, Tony Jigsaw Cotillo, is here with his final judgment. First of all, Jigsaw I just said I'm trying to brighten the mood here a little bit, but I, I lost my fantasy football season is over, and uh, I had a pretty good week too. But man, my guy that I went up against had 175 points heading into tonight, and he's got he's got two more players playing tonight.
1: Wow! Did he have that? He, he must have had Darren Waller.
0: Yep, correct.
1: So you knew it. Yep, knew 57 points on.
0: Wow. Yeah, he, um his starting lineup reads as following. Uh, Jared Allen, he's got Zeke tonight, Gallman, Landry, Davis, who had 35 points for the Titans, Goddard, who had 11, and he got 10 from Buffalo's defense. So, uh, and Waller scored on this league 45. That's just ridiculous. But on the flip side, I scored 147. And I have somebody going tonight, don't I? I thought I did. I thought I had somebody going tonight. I guess I don't. I'm tapped out. At 147, not a bad week for me. Mahomes scored good. Singletary was good. Hines scored. Metcalf, uh, d- oh, he was my worst receiver. Justin Jefferson had 27. Thomas had 24. He was a tight end. I had Diggs at my flex. He was good. And Michael Thomas on the bench at 19.5. Wouldn't have done any good. Didn't matter. Bottom line, is my fantasy football season is over. But there are a lot of people out there there. there that are still playing jigsaw and the waiver wires are active so let's start there i want to pick it right up what you do for us all the time great hits as always for us 350 ish all things daily fantasy or season long and uh some possible waiver ads if somebody out there is looking for a wide receiver maybe to help their squad right now in the playoff run who's a waiver wire addition that you would point them to
1: I think the number one guy this week has to be Kiki Kute. Number one, I love the name, right? I cannot love that name, but uh, he was a guy that we all looked at last week. We talked about, you know, listen, you know, Brandon Cooks, will he be, would it be be number one receiver? Will Fuller, he's out. Uh, Randall Cobb, he's out. Kenny Stills released. So Kiki Kute steps in and nine targets. Eight catches 141 yards. I mean, it just shows you right now that Watson really likes him. And he's only owned in 20% of all leagues right now. So he's a guy going forward that's the number two option in a very productive offense behind Deshaun Watson. So for me, he's my number one ad this week.
0: Interesting. All right. Uh, as far as maybe a running back, are we going back to the Jets' backfield here?
1: Mm. What is it? you know, it's funny, Sean, so, Frank Gore. I'm, I'm, I'm in a hole, man. Listen, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I, I'm down. I'm up 24 points going into the night, and the guy I'm playing has Zeke Elliott, so it's going to be close. And all because Frank Gore couldn't get past the second play of the game because he goes out with a concussion. Right? It yeah. gives me a fat zero. Uh, so you look at Ty Johnson. I mean, and here's a guy who's bounced around. He was in Detroit, uh, but looks like he's really found at home, and he looked really, really good and really fluid. And I know this is the Jets' offense, and you never know what's going to happen week to week, but for a guy that he carried the ball 22 times, had over 100 yards, he was targeted twice, he had a couple catches, so again, I mean, this is a guy that, that's going to be available in a ton of leagues, that if you're really hurting, because listen, there's Josh Jacobs who's still hurt, you have that mess of a situation, it washed away, Antonio Gibson hurt, you have a mess of a situation in San Francisco, who who knows, we're playing hot potato with the ball out there, so Ty Johnson could be a really good find.
0: Interesting, alright, we're talking to Tony Jigsaw Catilla, does all things fantasy for us, be sure to follow him, T Catillo twenty three, uh, Jigsaw's final judgment every Tuesday here. How about some sneaky plays? Who's a player to? Ooh, uh, I actually like this one guy you got written down here. Peyton Barber did score yesterday. Yeah. What's the deal with Gibson? You got any info on that? And uh, do you ex- do you expect Peyton Barber to uh, uh, be the starting running back for the Washington football team moving forward here?
1: Well, they really like Peyton Barber, and they've been trying to they've been trying to mix him in as the bruising back, the kind of guy to moved the chains on on third down and, and such. So I think that, unfortunately, listen, Antonio Gibson is dealing with turf toe, and that's a tough injury. Yeah. And, again, whether he comes back this week or not, which I highly doubt, it's going to be an injury that lingers throughout the rest of the year. So Peyton Barber instantly becomes the number one back in Washington because J.D. McKissick is a guy that's already in there on two back sets. I and mean, He's a guy they like to throw the ball to. So Barber is a really sneaky pickup because – they have a really good offensive line and a really good run game. And they have Alex Smith, who likes to hand the ball off a lot. So Peyton Barber is a sneaky play. And this, again, so everybody knows I sent this to Sean way before Jalen Hurts was an outstarter. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Hurts, and the only reason why I say that, is he had 14 fantasy points in one quarter of play. Now, again, you could be looking at a, a two-a situation where you're not going to get a ton of points, but just his legs alone will garner you 50 plus rushing attempts. I mean, 50-plus rushing yards a game, Sean. So that's five points. If you add in a touchdown, that's 11 points before he even throws the ball. So he could be a sneaky option for people who are hurting a quarterback. Even
0: though the Saints got a pretty good defense.
1: Well, here's the thing. That's the thing you have to be careful of because the Saints are a tremendous defense. I've talked about that before. I mean, they made it one of the best moves in my opinion with getting Quan Alexander for San Francisco. Huge. I mean between him and Lattimore, Malcolm Jenkins Demario Mario Davis, Cam Jordan that defense is stacked. So this may not be the week for the sneaky play for Jalen Hurts but as a waiver wire pickup, you pick him up, you stash him and he may help you in the playoffs.
0: Alright. Uh, Jigsaw, he mixes it up. Of course we start with a little fancy now we go all over the world of sports. Very passionate too and I know he's licking his chops to get after some of these Philadelphia sports topics but I want to. In the NFL, because you have a, a talking point here about Baker Mayfield, and sure, he's a really good fantasy quarterback. But I'll tell you what, the Browns—what are we talking about with the Browns as far as what they can do when it comes to playoffs? Are they a team that you think can beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? Are they a team that you think could go down to Tennessee and win there? I know they just did, uh, but when the playoffs come around, a whole different ball game. You know, what are your thoughts on on, on the Cleveland Browns at this point in time?
1: Well, two things. Number one, he's a really good fantasy quarterback in the white matchup. So he still, to me, is not a consistent weekly starter. But if we're talking about NFL, the, the thing that boggles my mind is he looks better without OBJ, which is strange because now all of a sudden that offense even looks more fluid without Beckham. So that's a lot to be said going forward. But you mentioned this is Kevin Stefanski, what he's been able to do yeah. with, with Cleveland in one year. Uh, you know, I, I actually agree. I was listening to the program earlier, and I think Jansen hit it around the head with what they did to help Baker Mayfield out. And they completely rebuilt that offensive line. They they go out to get Kareem Hunt, right? They bring him in whenever you thought he was done. Now you have a two headed monster. You you have a tr- a three tight end set basically, three guys that could play, and you have some really good young receivers by you know, led by Jarvis Langer right now. So what they did, and, on, and we're not even talking about the defensive side of the ball. Mm. As you see, I'm really excited about Cleveland. So, yes, I think that he can go in and they can beat Tennessee once again. And I really think they can make those some noise in the playoffs. And hats off to Kevin Stefanski. He needs a coach of the year candidate right there.
0: No doubt. And, yes, if you have a good defensive front, you could really make uh, some waves when it comes to uh, play of football and, of course, winning some games down the stretch here. And the Cleveland Browns have an excellent uh, defensive line. Miles Garrett, well worth that first Overall pick, and he is just and they
1: can a, and they can slow the ball down, right? So we sure. talk about that In the playoffs, they can run the ball. Consistently and in the playoffs, it's not a lot of play, a lot of flash, it's a lot of run, it's a lot of defense. and That's not the Cleveland could play.
0: Excellent! All right, Jake Suck. Um, let's get on into it then because this is interesting. You and I did, we, you know, obviously we have you uh penciled in for this hit, and this was announced before you uh were, were obviously on right now. And of course, we're talking about Jalen Hurts as starting quarterback, but in your notes. You say Carson should be back behind center this week. So you don't agree with this move right now?
1: No, I don't. Why not? Again, this is. uh, uh, Here's the thing because as much as I've advocated, which I've had, and you know this on this program, on my own program, whatever it is, I've consistently said Carson needs to be sit down. Now, what I've also said was that Carson needs to be sit down and shown that he's not invincible. Maybe, you know, this is a mental thing. Get his head right. So, number one, this happened way too late. Number two, yes, he should be starting this week, in my opinion, because you have to give him the next step in order to repair himself. And and that can't be in 2021. It has to be in 2020. And this is the next step. It's, listen, we benched you for a half. Obviously, they did that wrong because you heard the way it was told. He had no idea what was going on. And then you, you, you stupidly say in your press conference you really don't know what's going to happen, and then you come out the next day and you annoy Jalen Hurts' starter, killing any amount of respect and confidence this kid could have in this locker room. You should have been able to give him the benefit of the doubt to go out there to see if he could fix it, to see if maybe it was a mental thing. And then guess what, Sean? If it doesn't work, then at least you know. But you've basically killed everything right now with this move, in my opinion.
0: Mm. All right. So do you think this is the end of Carson Wentz?
1: Uh, you know, I, I think we could rewind probably about eight weeks ago. And, and what I had told you was, and I still firmly believe this, that if Jalen Hurts were able to get into the game, he wasn't coming out. And, unfortunately, you see it, right? And I'm not saying I was right. I'm not saying I told so. I'm just saying it just showed that you knew – Once he came in and gave you that different spark, and I get it. We could talk about numbers all day long and talk about prevent defenses. I went on and on and on with everybody, and the narrative is so played out. All you need to do is look at how different the team responded. This has nothing to do with prevent coverages. This has to do with the way the special teams responded, the way the sideline responded. It was a rejuvenated team. Whether he threw a pick, whether Guy shot the ball, it didn't matter. So that's why I thought this would happen, that he wouldn't go back in. The tough thing is, what do you do with Carson Wentz? What, what do you do? And You know, you say yourself, Sean, he's untradeable. I don't really believe that. I don't. Do I think he should be traded? No. Do I think that we still need to work on Carson Wentz? Yes. Do I, you know, I, I've always said that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, right now, what you just did, Shows your car a little bit that you're kind of not investing in cars for the future.
0: It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I, I look they they completely lost me with the the drafting of Jalen Hurts, and I I didn't get it then. I don't get it now, um, and it's unfortunate because I don't want it to make out that I believe. That the drafting of Jalen Hurts is the sole reason why Carson Wentz has completely went the other way. Because I, I just, I still can't believe how far the Eagles have fallen, how far Carson Wentz's play has fallen. But ultimately, I trust my eyes and this offense is dinged up. That offensive line is struggling. Um, the receivers, I mean, Travis Fulgham is your leading wide receiver again. Still, like, how is that even possible? But you know, I, I, I think that the best case scenario for the Eagles is to get some good production out of Jalen Hurts. Get the offense going. Maybe find a way to win a football game uh, so you got something to play for to close out this season because if this team ends up with four wins or three wins, whatever it is, at the end of the year, uh, I don't know who's going to lose their job, but I assume there will be a lot of coaches that do.
1: Uh, You're right. and This is the fascinating point of this whole discussion because – you know, I you know I've never been a Doug Peterson guy and I've always talked that you know, and I think this shows you right now, in my opinion, why he comes up so small. This is a this this right now is a situation where you need your head coach to step up and do something. Mm-hmm. And he waited too long to do it, and he, he doesn't even look decisive when doing it. And that's a major problem. A major problem. So, you know, you have to look at this going forward that we're, we're possibly into a major rebuild on this team. We talked about it going forward, right? There's, there's a lot of money in the defensive line, an aging defensive line. We still don't know what we have in the secondary. We have zero linebackers. We have zero wide receivers. Our offensive line is in shambles except for one guy. you got one guy coming back from another injury. So this is almost like let's kick and punch, Sean. Mm-hmm. And do you want Doug Peterson being the guy going forward with this team? I mean, if you're going to rebuild this team 100%, and if you are going to keep Carson, obviously we know Carson and Doug doesn't work. So if, if you can't get rid of Carson, doesn't it mean you have to get rid of Doug?
0: Yeah, it's not looking good for this franchise, you know. And they no. made they made their own bed here with all the moves. And it's like, yeah, let's draft Jalen Hurts. You know, we don't have any holes to fill. And it's like, wait a minute, what's going on? And now everything is just hitting the yep. fan. And, and uh, they only got themselves to blame, so... That's uh that's unfortunate, but that's where we're at right now. We're talking to Jigsaw Cotillo. Game. Tony Jigsaw Cotillo uh, he joins us every Tuesday for a little long-form hit, but uh, you can be sure to catch all of his fantasy football vignettes for us at around 350-ish. Nobody better in the fantasy game than our guy Jigsaw. Um, all I almost right. had the
1: trifecta yesterday, so I almost had the trifecta last night.
0: Talk to me. What was it, the three-way on as far as uh, Diamond yeah, in a Rough? I mean,
1: you listen, we, yeah, we usually do one Diamond in Rough this time. I decided to Do a three uh, triple threat, so to speak, and we took Isaiah McKenzie, Gabrielle Davis, and uh, Kendrick Bourne. And Kendrick Bourne, you know, he, he had a touchdown that was called back, so we were two out of three. So big time value, low budget plays again that come through. So they're the kind of guys you need to look at. You got a, uh, for your DFS. You fun. got
0: a player, uh, player for tonight's game between the Ravens and the uh, uh, Cowboys.
1: Uh, you, you know, uh, you know, something tells me that this is going to be a really Really weird. I know everybody's on J.K. Dobbins and everybody loves, but I, I had a feeling, and, and and he hasn't been good all year. But I think Mark Andrews just comes back and and, and looks really good tonight. I do. I I just I don't think the Dallas Cowboys have anything to play for right now. Mm. I, I don't. Even though that division, when you look at it, you're like, uh oh. Uh, You know, this could be anybody's division. I still think it's going to be Washington, uh, in my opinion. I I said that a few weeks ago, but I I I like Mark Andrews tonight. All
0: right. Um, Keeping it moving, Jigsaw, we got one more to hit as far as the Philadelphia sports world is concerned. James Harden still floating the idea that he wants out. Of Houston, Um, and of course, now the 76ers are listed on some of his possible trade targets that he wants to end up, and I just laugh about that, because if I understand this correctly, he doesn't have a no-trade clause, so this is up to the Houston Rockets where they want to send him, and uh, at that point in time, I I just don't see the Philadelphia 76ers packaging enough or sending the best where the most valuable package to the Houston Rockets in order to land James Harden. I think James Harden will force his way out, but at the end of the day, this is Reminding me of like a Kawhi Leonard San Antonio Spurs situation when he ended up with the Toronto Raptors, so it won't surprise me if Harden ends up in Charlotte or Orlando or wherever it may be, and uh, it's not here in Philadelphia. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Jigsaw? What do you want?
1: You know what I want. Listen, here's what I want. Jigsaw wants to win, right? And, and we and we've been through this so many different times, and the reason why I say that is. So, on the window, I think you can agree with, is not tremendously big because we just don't know what we have with Joel Embiid and what we mean by conditioning and health, right? He's a big guy, doesn't always take care of his body. We're really not sure how many years we have, maybe three, maybe four. So, our, you know, and this year already looks like a year that is going to be wasted in the sense that. We're going to try to get these guys to work together. We're on a whole new style of offense. So are we going to compete for a championship this year? No. People are already talking about the following year, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, uh, we got to kill him a year see what happens. My point is, if, if you have an opportunity to win right now, why do you not? We, 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 we decided not to do this with Kawhi Leonard. And what happened? He went to Toronto and won a ring. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, right now, if the Houston Rockets come to you and ask you, is there a way – listen, I would love there to be a way to keep Ben and Joe, but if, if but if I had to ship Ben to sweeten up a pot to get James, I'm all in, man. And I, I really feel as though – you know, right now the power rankings come out with the Sixers at number nine. I think that jumps off the top three, and it makes them a contemporary title. Because now you can look at the way the Lakers are built. With LeBron and Antonio Davis, big guy and a scorer. Now you would have a big guy and a scorer. Right now, you have a big guy and a good player that we don't know can score.
0: He can score, he can get to the rack, he's just not a shooter, and um, you know, look, that, uh, that cost you in the playoffs, and we've seen that, uh, for two playoff runs right now with the 76ers. It would have been great to see Ben healthy this year, but that wasn't the case, uh, so I'm going off of the two that I uh, have had the opportunity. I, I love the idea of seeing Harden in a Sixers uniform, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I just want to see what Ben looks like. I'm kind of excited about the way this team is constructed, new culture, new coaches. And, um, you know, look, I know the excuses are there, but, uh, enough is enough. And, and I think we might see something different from Ben this year. I, I, I don't know. I, look, he's been pretty damn good without shooting. I just, I, I hope he realizes that. That's what he's going to be remembered by. It's not going to be Defensive Player of the Year or you know an All Star appearances. If he doesn't shoot the ball, that will be everything that they say about him. His whole career will come down to the fact. Yeah, but he didn't shoot. So Ben Simmons, that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. He's so good because he's I, damn I don't good. Think he needs to shoot.
1: I still don't think he needs to shoot. He's if you listen to Doc Rivers, he's consistently telling you he doesn't care about it. He doesn't need to shoot because he if he is if he is decisive. I'll say this again. If he is decisive with the ball and he he can get to the rim – he, listen. LeBron James can get to the, the rim at will, right? I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons can do the same thing, if but he's not decisive enough with the ball. If he could take that 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 decisiveness and he could get that to another level, and that can give him plus ten, plus twelve in the scoring department, then nobody's talking about the shooting. The problem is he's just too indecisive with the ball.
0: <sighs> no, I think the playoffs are a different monster, and that's you got to shoot. You have to shoot the ball. In the Playoffs. They play dif- different defense in the playoffs, and we've seen that. But Tom. that's why you rebuilt
1: this team, right? This is why supposedly you brought in guys like Seth Curry mm-hmm. and guys like Danny Green. No right? doubt. This is why. Yep. So,
0: so that, yes. So I, that right? that's that's another reason why I don't want to trade them because <laughs> now you're surrounded with shooters. So it's like now we did what we had to do to make Ben Simmons be the best player he could possibly be, and now we want to ship him up for James Harden.
1: Well. Here's the thing, I am not, again, I'm not dangling Ben Simmons and saying I want to trade him, but what I'm saying is if Houston would come to me and offer me a deal for James Harden and Ben Simmons, I'm taking a deal 10 out of 10 days a week.
0: Ooh, all right. I love it. Jake Socatillo always bringing it. T T.Cotillo23.
1: By the way, breaking news, Mark Andrews as a four-man He's out tonight. Ooh. He's still on the COVID list. They thought he was going to play. As of four minutes, he's out. So I'll switch it up. I'll give you Tony Pollard for a touchdown for the for the Dallas Cowboys back in Ozzy Elliott.
0: All right, Tony Pollard, I'm going to get a number on that uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook and see, and I'm not even second-guessing you, firing away on it, as I always do. Jigsaw, love Tuesday's hits, man. We go a little bit long. Great stuff as usual. We'll continue to follow you at the 23 and we look forward to those winning fantasy football hits uh, that will be uh, back tomorrow around 350-ish. As always, Tony, you the man. Thanks, you Appreciate it. Have a great week, buddy. You the man. There he is, Jigsaw.